be prepared to have to really be able to switch your brain from when five or six o'clock finishes in your job, that work doesn't finish then at all. It's the same as when you're all or nothing. Yeah. It's just that you have to switch your brain into another gear, which mm. is now I'm working on side hustle. You work every hour you, yeah. you can. Uh, it's impossible not to. This is The Summit by Fearless Adventures. I'm Dominic McGregor, and every week my co-founder David Nunes and I will be talking to inspirational leaders about their experiences as they strive towards their summit. Hi everyone, thanks for joining us today here at The Summit. This is Phil's Adventures' podcast where we get to interview amazing people around their journeys, their summits and where they want to go next. Today we're here with Jack, who's the founder of 92 Degrees, an amazing business here based here in Manchester. Uh, welcome Jack. Thank you David, good to be here. Sure. But talk about 92, obviously it's an amazing coffee business. Where did it start? What was the idea? Where are you now? Just talk us through yeah, that okay. sort of journey. Uh, it started about eight years ago, September 2014 we were actually founded um, and then uh, it was myself and five other people. And then six weeks from opening the doors to our first site, I wanted to build more. Yeah. The guys that I uh, founded the business with, uh, they had other businesses. They ran tech businesses. Uh, they, they were involved in property and numerous other things. Yeah. That, and I was I still am the youngest by, by a long way. And so I looked up to them and really was like wanting to be a part of it. Even though I was a part of it, I'd helped with the build and fit out and I put my money in. After six weeks, I was like, we should build more of these. We have a full shop every single day. And we're starting to build up a little wholesale business as well from our little roastery. Like, this is working. And none of them wanted to. And I was absolutely gutted. And so from that point, I set myself a goal to go and find a job that would pay me the most money, luckily this man, um, and save every penny of it. And every penny of that would then eventually go to buy those people out. Wow. And then put the money, the rest of the money into the business to start growing it myself, um, which was a massive thing. So it was a, basically a three or four year plan, which meant that it was running a coffee shop business on the side of working at one of the fastest growing companies in the UK at the time. Like we were, it was a bit of a strange thing. Mm -hmm. Like everyone kind of thought it was a bit weird that I was involved in a coffee shop business while also working at social chain. Like that was a strange dynamic. But I always wanted to grow 92. You know, the jobs that I had working at the tech business before that. Um, working there, it was always with the idea of I'm going to get to have control of this business and do what I believe I should be doing. I started actually expanding about three and a half, four years ago. And then from there, it's just gone from strength to strength, even with the two years of COVID as well that we had to deal with. So, you know, the two things that really stuck out to me there were before starting the kind of adventure you went on, you, you made a plan. Mm -hmm. But also that plan was over a period of time, which most people our age can't. Mm -hmm consider yeah, yeah. you know three four year horizons yeah, yeah how important do you think those two parts were um and the discipline of what you did you don't really get how long it takes and i think that people think you do it just happens overnight and it just doesn't you know you've got to be willing to you know there was a lot a lot of mornings when i'd be driving to manchester uh or even before working social chain you know working at the tech company before which led me led us to meeting each other you know the I'd be sat at the back of a plane going to San Francisco for a night to go and pitch to investors to then fly home or go and stand on a, 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 an expo stand. And all of it was in line with this is just to get me money to then be able to buy the people out I want to, to be able to build the business that I want to be able to build. And don't get me wrong, I loved the business I worked for because you had to, because otherwise I couldn't perform. Like You would be found out very quickly if you didn't perform. So I had to perform and I did have to love what I was doing. But it was all in line with, with the goal of 
when I get to, and the number was £92,000 of cash saved, then I can do it. That was the goal. And, and, you know, when you're earning 30 grand a year, it's quite tricky. So you have to really progress. You have to get commission. You have to go and find different ways of getting cash faster. And that is hard because you want it now, but you know that it doesn't happen just now. So creating those plans is, it was, it was discipline. And I, don't, I didn't realize I had that discipline, but because I was so focused on, I believe that 92 Degrees is actually a brand I want to build and grow. It meant that, you know, I, it meant that I was just so focused on that constantly. It made it a lot easier to stick to. Like, I, you know, when you're earning some quite good money, but you're living like you're earning less than a thousand pound a month, it was a bit strange. Like every time I got my paycheck, everyone would be like, oh, come on, let's go out and spend whatever on this. I was actually like, okay, how much money can I literally put away and how much can I survive on over this month? And I was doing it quite secretly. Like no one really knew and I didn't, they didn't have to know. Um, but yeah, that was quite a, it was hard. It was mm. hard, but it was, it was all for the greater good in my eyes. Obviously you had a massive you know, mission and drive there mm. that got you to that, that sort of first phase. What would you say that is driving you today? I actually really struggle to answer that. I've asked that question a lot. Like when you have a bad day, you do go, oh yeah, what, what, what is the point? And I think that my biggest driver now is for my team to continue succeeding. So give like, for example, our COO, he was a barista in our first store eight years ago. Wow. So like, that's quite cool. He was working on an hourly pay um, three days or four days a week. Then he became the manager and like that progression is quite amazing. He runs the business, like he is in charge of the business. See yeah, how much was she running it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you know, there's, there's many stories like that. Our director of finance, mm. she used to, she used to, she came in as a store leader when we had two sites. You know, like these are, these are stories that are quite cool. And then so my biggest drive now is to make sure that the business is constantly sustainable, to then look after our people, which in turn obviously looks after the communities we operate in, the supply chain that, we, that we're part of, and keep giving them more opportunity. And the only way that we give more opportunity is by opening more sites, uh, creating more revenue, creating more profit, to be able to keep investing into what we want to do. Um, so yeah, that's probably my biggest drive, but it is quite a hard question to answer, especially when you do have one of those bad days and you go home and you go, what's the point? Like, is, it, is it worth it? And then you realize like, oh yeah, it is because there are this, there's these individuals that are progressing and seeing such great success. You know, transferring someone from, you know, an hourly member of staff on a five to 10 hour contract to someone who's seeing this as a full career path now is a massive change. And it's, that's, I see that as a, big driving force for me for sure as you said that motivation to keep going and keep going and keep going how far within yourself do you think you want to take it and or is it a case of you know you said they're building people to take it further definitely and how do you manage that kind of in your mind that's because i know you love doing other things as well yeah yeah i love being involved in other stuff and it's something that uh, i'd never ever want to stop like i i i find business fascinating i i absolutely love it i love looking into the figures i love looking into the brand and i, I do i do enjoy all of that stuff on new things as much mm. as 92 i like setting achievable goals uh that and then setting an unrealistic time scale on them will you show me the goal something tell me what it is. <laughs> well i know what it is can tell people well well i don't know which one you're talking about yeah so we have okay so in that one so that's 92 stores um in the uk and the and that that is a goal that I told the team when we had two sites. Wow. Um, 
And so I said to the guys, I was like, this is what I want. And now they all laugh at me because they all will say, yeah, but as soon as you get to 92, you'll change it to 920. <laughs> and, and I probably will. Like, I, I, that's what will, probably will happen. But the, the, I like setting goal after goal. And so my peak, as you like, isn't really, I don't really know where that is. I like just going from, okay, when we achieve that thing, I'm going to set another one that's even harder to hit and see if we can do that. And then when we, if we achieve that one, let's set another one, even in a really tough time scale. And, and if you miss it, okay, you miss it by a little bit, but I bet you we're going to be a lot faster than a lot of other people think that we can get there. Yeah, I, I'd like just doing it step by step. And that was the same as working the previous jobs while having this small coffee shop and roastery business in Liverpool was, it was just, okay, this is the figure that we have to get to. If I can do it in two years, then brilliant. But it's mm-hmm. probably going to take three years, but let's see if I can do it in two years. And, and all of those, like, it, and I've set a lot of my sort of work life goals off that is it's just like, okay, like even me and, my, me and my girlfriend are currently building a house. She's like, it's going to take two and a half years. I'm like, nah, let's see if we can do it in 12 months. Right. And it's, it's, it's just, I, I don't know why it is. I think it's just, I, I've always been a little bit like that is why not, you know, six weeks into our first store is why don't we build more of these now? Can we, can we do it now? And their answer of no was probably right. <laughs> like, like we probably couldn't have at the time. Yeah. But yeah, so peaks is just quite an interesting one. I think that it's just I, I like to see it as goal after goal and just yeah. see if we can go a little bit further next yeah, you, time. You've got a really interesting kind of angle of like, which I think a lot of people don't have is is goals but patience. Mm. Yeah, because we all have goals, of course, and we all run out of patience very very quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, we all want to do things now. now Absolutely. Now. So what I guess what would coming from what you've done in the the side hustle culture mm-hmm. and people, you know, having if you transition a side hustle into a business, mm-hmm. that's ultimately what you've done. Yeah. yeah. Um, what advice for people who are sat there right now thinking, okay, I've got this side hustle, I've got this job, I hate my boss, <laughs> I want to do this job, but it's not probably ready, <laughs> not probably ready yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably some people out here thinking, <laughs> how do you manage that? Because I've never done that. Mm. You've never done that. Have you? No. We've just been all, we've been all or nothing. Haven't yeah, we? yeah, all in. We've been all in and jump in and make it. How have you managed that over time to keep? Um, both of them happy and both of them moving towards your personal goal mm, I think I, I think it's I think it is quite hard uh, for sure but I think you've got to just be willing to do do you know how you guys were definitely that in both businesses you all all or absolutely nothing like that is that is it and there isn't any other side piece as you've just said well the, the, the for me I saw the my jobs as uh, like nearly school like I was learning so much from working in a tech business, working at social shit, like these are businesses that were doing really fascinating things and had problems. And I was seeing them firsthand, but not taking the stress of them. Like I was just involved in them, okay? And you know, I wasn't, that wasn't my job. And so I could, I could turn up to work, not worry about a paycheck because I kind of knew I was gonna be getting paid at the end of the month. Yeah. And I knew that there were stresses, obviously, as we, our relationship grew closer. Like I knew that there were pains in the growing business or whatever, but. For me, I saw this thing over here as this job that was giving me a steady income, like this thing that I, was, I could just learn from constantly. And don't get me wrong, you have to deliver still, but learning to then take some of that information and put it into this thing over here. And there's a point when you realize, okay, this thing over here now, this side hustle is a little bit too big, or there now has to be a lot more concentration on this to be able to take it to the next level. You know? Did you quite quit? What's that? Did you quiet quit social change? 
Uh, yeah, I would say probably over time. Like, I think, I think that there was, I never ever let anything die there. So, like, yeah. I, every, every, so, you know, I, being a salesperson there, I was always very focused on can we get this next deal done? Yeah. And is there any way I can help develop the business in a further capacity, right? If it's supporting you, supporting anyone, like, if I'm, but the, the, the quite I w- it was never um, like this is the point I'm leaving. You know, I, even when I did leave and I wasn't getting paid, I came to the office every yeah. other week, like because I loved the. Congratulations! So like the, so I don't know. It's I, but I do think the advice going back to your question: be prepared to have to really be able to switch your brain from when five or six o'clock finishes in your job, that work doesn't finish then at all. It's the same as when you're all or nothing. Yeah. It's just that you have to switch your brain into another gear, which mm. is now I'm working on side hustle. And then there's a point when you have to go, now there's a decision to be made. Do I have to leave this thing or I need to stop this thing because you'll probably be affecting one or the other. And my decision was getting close to that at Social Chain was, I don't know if I can give my five days or sometimes six days if required at Social Chain, sometimes seven and the, and the rest. And the, because there's this thing that's now moving and it's moving properly. And so that's where you, that sort of jump from, you know, your comfort zone out comes from. Um, but the advice is be prepared to work as hard as you ever can do. And I thought I worked hard at social chain sometimes. And, um, and I think when it's your own, it's nothing. You can't, you can't compare it. You work every hour. You, yeah. you can. Uh, it's impossible not to. But you, you saw the stresses of another person growing their business. Mm-hmm. So now, and you chose still to do it. <laughs> and now you, you're building your own business. Yeah. You know, obviously we've heard about all the wonderful successes, but, you know, we all know it's not, you know, it doesn't like that. No. How do you handle stress and mm-hmm. what do you worry about? I think my biggest ever worry is at the end of a month not being able to pay your team. That is always my worry. Mm. And I think that if you're not, if you don't ever think like that, that is... You don't really look after, you're not looking after your team. And now we're in a, we're in a really good position as a business. We, we've never really, I think we had one cash flow issue about four years ago and it was like a really big learning experience. And I remember going, oh my God, we are four days away from payroll and payroll's X and we don't have X. <laughs> and, 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 and start to go, oh my God, I'm, do I need to get credit cards out? Yeah, okay, let's go do that. Like trying to figure anything yeah. out, right? And you do do and that. At that point, sorry, were you still employed? Uh, it, that was actually just after. Just after. Yeah. So what happened? So he made the jump. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to give that job back. <laughs> and, um, uh, can I, you pay me? Yeah. <laughs> and and it was because what had happened is I I'd, I'd taken that money and I put it straight into the business. And what I chose to do is I just grow. Okay, let's yeah. build two three stores quickly. Well, obviously revenue doesn't come in, and I didn't know that. That was a learning experience. Of revenue doesn't just happen overnight. It takes a little bit of time, and. So obviously, we'd increased our payroll by three or four times, and revenue is hmm, maybe a little bit bigger, but not really. And so it was a bit of a scare, right? And that was a big thing to learn. That's probably my biggest fear. And it was, yeah, that was, it's only happened twice, once then, and the other was when we had to close due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So they were the only two times. Now, when we, got, when we closed for COVID, I actually paid everyone uh, up to the end of the month because I thought, well, they're not going to be working, but I don't care. And it was before furlough was a thing. It was before anything was a thing that you really knew what you could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's definitely my biggest fear. Um, dealing with stress is like uh, I find um, 
the COVID period, I, I spoke on a podcast recently about it, and I think that it sort of caught up with me over the last like six months, and I started mm-hmm. to really feel that stress from something that was showing in a different way, like it was showing in, you know, that ang- anxiety kicking in, and you have like other things that are, and starting to look at like under the cover a little bit of realizing what that is, and it's like, oh yeah, you were trying to figure stuff out for two years straight not knowing what was going to go on. And within the food and beverage business, it was you can open, you can do takeout, you can't do takeout, you're closed, you, you can pay your staff, you know, you can't pay your staff. Like all of these things were constant and it was month to month, it was changing. And as the leader of a business, it doesn't matter about your feelings. Get on with it. You've got to protect your people. And that is a focus that you've got to... And so, yeah, I probably didn't look after... Well, I de- definitely didn't look after myself over that time. And then coming out of it and now feeling like okay we're through it now like we are through it i think it just you know when it just catches yeah, up yeah, on you yeah, a little yeah. bit and you're sort of feeling a little bit wobbly there and you're thinking oh i shouldn't feel like that. why am i feeling like that and starting to understand that so dealing with that i think i haven't dealt with necessarily very well but what it has forced me to do especially over the last sort of six months is remind myself of all the things that i like so playing squash playing golf going and doing having just being more, doing more exercise, doing those things, listening to things I like, you know, not sitting up until two in the morning doing emails. Like those things, you, you, it reminded me. So like dealing with stress now, I've had a lot more focus over the last six months on that. But prior to that, I, was, I, I wasn't doing that very well. And um, I think it's, it's something you've got to really remind yourself of because it can catch up on you and you don't realize it does. So yeah, sport, exercise, <laughs> and anything in between really. That's definitely the thing I'm doing a lot more of. Starbucks are exploring possibilities of what to do with their UK business. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like a full frontal retreat, mm-hmm. to be honest. Costa have probably won the, the high street race, to 100%. be honest. You know, they are the, the, big, the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, where does that leave someone like you in the, in the market? Yeah, what, yeah. what are the opportunities? You know, are you going to be taking over all the Starbuckses? <laughs> um, are you going to be kind of, you know, the boutique to Costa? What, what is the, where, where can you get to? You can go anywhere. There's so many different opportunities. And, and again, it's the realisation of that, of... of not being sort of closed off to anything, you know. When I was I was flying to America a couple of uh, weeks ago, and I saw that in the you know you get the coffee out, and the, when they bring the coffee around, it said on it on the little card, you know, Origin Coffee Roasters. I was thinking, oh, that's that's a challenge now. Like, why don't we why don't we supply British Airways? And then I was thinking, and so you can take it that route, but then obviously we we are exploring more and more opportunities for further sites. You know, we've got a plan to. To double this, well, double over the next 12 months and then double again. Which so will give you how many? That'll be up to 60. But that doesn't touch Starbucks and Costa. Like they, they are astronomically bigger businesses than us. And like we have to accept that. And how we will compete with companies like that as we grow is by being interesting and looking at new opportunities. Like, because Costa and Starbucks are never going to be the people who supply British Airways. British Airways are going to want to choose. A super cool, like Origin Roasters, a brilliant coffee roasting roasting business. Our mission with to be able to compete is more along the lines of um, doing what we do well now and just slowly continue growing it and looking and being being nimble with different opportunities that we can see. So, Jack, we've known each other a long time. We're all yep. around the table, pretty friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're here on the podcast, the summit, to talk mm-hmm. about um, that mission, that adventure you go on to try and reach the top and be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you and kind of what are you seeing as your, your target goal? I think it's quite a hard, it's a very hard question. Actually, when I read through the questions as, uh, of um, sort of like the brief sheet, 
of, of this podcast. I was kind of thinking, oh, well, how do I answer that really well? I think it's that means this question's pre-prepared, everyone. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, actually, I, couldn't, I couldn't do I couldn't, couldn't come up with a good one. I was like, oh, well, I may as well just give it a good shot while I'm there. And I couldn't really come up with what it looks like. But I know that there's, there's a couple of things from working for you um, previous, in, a, in, in my previous world of work. I think that it was one of the things I loved about that company was creating something that was cool, being involved in something that was cool. And it was seen as cool from the outside constantly. And one of the things that I took from that when taking 92 to what we've done now is, okay, how do we continue building something that just from the outside seems cool, but then within, we're all in it, sort of driving it forward to continue building something that is seen as cool. I don't know what that definition Mm. of cool is, but it's a a brand that is recognized uh, for doing great stuff, looking after its people, looking after its Mm. suppliers, and, and, and constantly pushing to be cooler. And, and that's it's quite a hard definition, yeah. but that's that's what my summit is. It's a weird one, really. And is, is, do you think cool now is commercial? A bit. I, I think I think that I, I obviously focus hugely on value. That's part of my role. Is I have to focus on how do I push the company value further and further and further. And so yeah, you have to look at you know the boring stuff, which is a P and L constantly to figure out what does that bottom line look like. But it doesn't always mean that you know. Employing over 100 people, that's quite cool. Um, you know, having about 500 different suppliers, that's also quite cool. We have lots of other things that fit into being, and we affect thousands. You know, we probably have best part of half a million customers every year. So, you know, the, all of those things are pretty cool. But just growing that is something that I want to continue doing, making that bigger, adding a zero onto all of those figures mm-hmm. I just mentioned. That's cool. So that does lead into the commercials aspect, of course, but um, it's part of it i think yeah awesome well thank you mm, that's okay uh i'm looking forward to episode two mm. in what probably 92 months months from today yeah, yeah. which is how many years is that that's it's under six years mm-hmm. yeah we easy to do that mm. 92 stars uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah and then we'll do part two excellent okay that sounds good <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming Jack that's alright thank you thank you for listening to the Summit by First Adventures don't forget to like subscribe and share if you've enjoyed this podcast and let us know who else you'd want us to listen to and get on the podcast because we're always looking for great guests and recommendations from the audience who enjoy the podcast they're probably the best place to find future speakers mm-hmm.